Well, if you look closely, you'll see people, you have to watch really closely, people that go out into fields, take little tiny chunks of dirt with a very specialized machine, and then leave. What are these people doing? Soil sampling is going on. What's the importance of soil sampling? Why is it required in some cases, who are these people that do it and what are they trying to accomplish? Welcome back. We continue here on The Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790. I'm your host, Dylan Honkoop. Our sponsors this morning, Laurel Farm and Western Supply, McAvoy Oil Company, and Farmers Equipment Company. So, here we are. We've gotten most of the spuds out of the ground. We've gotten most of the corn off the ground. The grass is, well, I don't know if anybody's still trying to do grass out there if they are they're getting pretty late and they're kind of gambling uh with uh you know against the calendar so to speak in in the farming community here in whatcom county and this is the time when when the scientists want to find out what's going on in the dirt and why is it so important and why does it happen in the fall and then it'll happen again in the spring and what does it what does it really tell us and how does this, this relates to state law, at least for folks in, in the dairy community. Joining me right now with N3 Environmental Consulting is one of the partners in that local business, David Haggath. Welcome to the program, and thanks for stopping by uh, the office slash studio here on this Saturday morning. N3 stands for what? Nutrients? nutrition and nature is that is that do i have that right you have that right okay yes. so explain what 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 are you guys looking for right now you're out in the field and you're you're soil sampling why well the key driver to this is nitrogen um we're looking for it's we're looking for nitrogen in the soil how much of it is left at the end of the growing season it's like a report card test for the performance of the field and the crop in the field that's kind of nerve-wracking. Report card. Well, uh, is this a report card for the farmer and how well they did farming that field? It's used that way <laughs> by the Department of Agriculture, yes. So I- explain that. They're lo- looking for how much nitrogen is in the soil primarily, probably a few other nutrients, at least your N, P, and K, I would imagine possibly some other things. Absolutely. Of course, N, P, and K, nitrogen, phosphorus, pot- phosphorus potassium. and potassium. Um, the, the, the big three primary nutrients and then a bunch of micros around that. But what, how does this fit into the, the big scheme of things? Lay this out for us here. Well, the, the primary reason for soil sampling is really to see what your crop needs, how your soil is going to fulfill the needs of, growing, of a growing crop, and what you're going to need to add, what you're going to need in, to change in the soil to, to give yourself the best crop. Um, this has changed a bit now with all the environmental regulations because now we're required to look at nitrate and um, show that as uh, in a report uh, every year to the Department of Agriculture. So what, why does that make a difference? So we would know about nitrates and, and there's concern in nitrates ending up in groundwater uh, in particular um, and, and nitrates and nitrogen and other things running off of fields on the surface into streams. Those are kind of the two areas that people are worried <clears throat> worried about, protecting water quality, things like that. What can soil sampling 
do as far as that? How, how does that work with what the farmer is doing to prevent something like nitrate pollution? It, it tells them they can only put so much on. It has to do with the crop that's growing as well and how much that's going to take up, right? It's, it's pr- pretty complicated, the kind of the calculus that has to happen to figure this out, right? Well, every, every dairy, <clears throat> under the Dairy Nutrient Management Act, every dairy has a nutrient management plan, and that um, balances out the number of cows they have with the number of acres of, of crops they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a broad picture, but then every year, a uh, dairyman has to look at what crops is he going to grow and how is he going to feed it. You say balance out cows per acre. What, what, what does that mean? Well, cows produce manure, and in that mm-hmm. manure is nitrogen. Um, pretty much everything that you feed to a cow comes back out of her in one shape or form, and a lot of that nitrogen comes out as manure and is a, one of the primary um, feedstocks, fertilizer sources for growing crops. But you don't want to have more cows than the number of acres you have to put that nutrient aka manure onto right and that's like you can't have a thousand cows on an acre that's correct and that's why every dairy has a nutrient management plan to show that that um you know the number of cows are in balance with the with the acres that are cropped and ultimately at the end of the day that's about protecting water quality yes that comes down to groundwater quality and using manure as a fertilizer rather than um dumping it now you have to test the dirt to know what's in it you also uh, there has to be some kind of record keeping of the crop too because if you take a big crop or a small crop off that means different amounts of nutrient are being used right absolutely how does that work at at the moment we're out um, taking a lot of soil samples but the next job is to analyze the results and that can only done be done field by field knowing how the crop has performed and what the season has done weather-wise for, for that field. So, yes, it's a, there's a lot of information that goes into analyzing those results. Just because you get a high or a low result um, doesn't necessarily imply um, problems with that crop. And so you need to know how much crop was produced. In a lot of cases, it's corner grass for local dairies. You need to know how much manure was put on that field. You need to know how much nitrogen, amongst other things, is in the soil. And you also need to know what's in the next manure that's going to be put on it, too, right? There's probably there's manure sampling that has to be done. There's manure sampling that has to be done. We also have to tie it back to crop sampling because you um, one, one bale of grass is very different from another bale of grass. Um, so it, it a lot of it comes down to some... A lot of information gathering, really, mm-hmm. in order to get a full picture. And this is all information that ultimately matters to the State Department of Agriculture and, and state regulation, right? This is this is the primary regulation on on dairy as far as making sure their nutrients are managed correctly, right? That's right. Every 18 months, the, the dairy is visited by an inspector, and one of the things he will do, um, other than a walk round, will be to to look at the records, the, the soil sample results, and, and the records of what manure went where during the year. So this is what you guys do at N3, is basically work with dairies to do this environmental consulting, yep. track all of these numbers and help put it all together and make sure that everything fits with the 
farm plan that they have, right? Or the, the nutrient yep, management we, plan that they we have. We do everything from putting together the nutrient management plans to helping the dairies stay in compliance with them. Yep. Dylan Honkoop here on the Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790, broadcasting from the uh, Watkin Family Farmers offices this morning here in Linden. David Haggath with N3 Consulting is here with me this morning talking about what they do there in busy season right now, sampling everybody's dirt on farms around the county to figure out where things are at as we head into winter. This will be important for decision makings come uh, springtime uh, for planting uh, manure applications, et cetera, et cetera, right? The, the, that's the, this information basically sets the stage for what happens in the spring. This, this shows us more about what's happened during this year. Um, it doesn't really have huge implications for next year other than to say if we're, if we're somehow out of compliance this mm -hmm. year, how are we going to change things next year in order to make sure we've got lower numbers? When people uh, say that uh, there needs to be some rules on dairies and they need to get these issues under control and why isn't anybody tracking what's going on, knowing all of this and, and as you do in your business, knowing the complexity of the rules that must be followed, Yes. <laughs> what do you say to that? I mean, that I, as, I, as we're talking about this, it's becoming more and more ridiculous to claim as, for instance, the What's Upstream campaign did that, that Washington agriculture is unregulated. Now, I'd say that Washington dairy uh, farming is well and truly regulated, and uh, the standards that they're regulated to and the, the standard to which those regulations are um, followed um, is way above other states in the in the country. So how how did this organization N three, which is again nutrients, nutrition, and nature? How how did you guys start this? This is you and and a couple of partners in the business that put this in environmental consulting. Uh, there's his phone is going off here while he's live on the on the air this morning david how did you guys put this organization together how what did it start as it, it sounds like the need was created by these regulations someone to be able to track all this stuff and help farmers comply with, with all these rules it it grew out of the ellen bass feed company and um fred lickle and people on the board at, at uh, ellen bass were feeling that there was a pretty serious threat to the dairy industry with the nutrient management regulations and the fact that really the only people who were there to assist were employees of the state and mm. there, were, there were a lot of dairy farmers who felt they wanted somebody independent to go to for some of this information and, and some of this assistance so that's where we grew from. Um, I'm seeing on your website that nobody in the state does as much of this kind of work as you guys do for the dairy community. That's right. We're, uh, that's our central focus is is the dairy industry, and we do do a little bit of work. There are poultry guys who have the same issues with their chickens, and we do a bit there. Um, we do a little bit with crop farmers, but they're really the only ones who are thoroughly, or not thoroughly, the only ones who are this completely mm -hmm. regulated as the dairy farmers. So how what's your background? How did you come to this? Obviously, we hear a little bit of an accent. <laughs> it sounds like you came from across the pond. How, how did you get into this world of environmental consulting, but also um, working with farms and agriculture? What's your background? 
Um, my background is crop farming in, in Britain. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I came over here. I married a girl from Whatcom County and moved over here. She imported you. She imported me. That's right. <laughs> and so, what, did, were you doing this kind of uh, environmental work back in the UK, or how did you? How does somebody get into this this field? How does someone get to where David Haggith is right now, doing this kind of work? Um, no, well, I was I was just. Farming crops. I was managing farms for a managing corporation that um, managed for absentee landowners. Hmm. Um, it was all commercial fertilizer. There was very little, very little manure that we were handling. So hmm. um, all this manure is free fertilizer, as far as I'm concerned. So a lot <laughs> of it was about you know trying to make the most of uh, of, of what guys have. So what did you first think coming over here and plugging into the, the farming community with here locally? I'm thinking with all of its idiosyncrasies coming from a different part of the globe. And I'm sure there are you know plenty of unique things about the farming culture that you came from there. What's it been like getting to know all of us crazy people out here in, in Whatcom County and Washington State? Um, over it's the been years? great. It's been great. I think um, <laughs> the... Uh, the great thing about the farming community, almost what I've found anyway, over the globe, is that farmers are farmers. They might talk with a different voice, they might talk with a different accent, but they're um, yep. they're very similar in terms of their their needs and their goals. And um, yeah, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. So, what's your what's your advice right now to dairies in general? What kinds of things do they need to be thinking about? Um, as far as the big picture uh, with, with this is issue of nutrient management and doing this right long term, um, the big thing is not to outgrow your land base. That you know, the the it's very cheap, simple, and effective to move manure out onto ground onto crop ground. Um, there are all sorts of complicated ways of dealing with it beyond that. But the the the, the simple answer is. Have have enough land to put manure, your manure on, and have enough storage to make it through the winter. Cross your fingers and hope everything that works out with the way that you've planned it, because I think that's what most people have in mind. And sometimes, Absolutely. sometimes the things that they've done, the pieces come together, and sometimes they don't. Right to be able to to have everything work out and and still. Well, right now, for instance, the market not really cooperating. Uh, Absolutely, <laughs> for people trying to do this and, and still somehow pay their bills, it, it feels kind of suffocating right now. And there are a lot of farms out there who are balancing because they you know, in, intend to move manure onto outlying fields. And in years like this one, there's you know, there are some pretty serious economic pressures that mean that you can't truck it as far as you otherwise could. And then two, three winters ago, we got the, that really wet winter where we got more than a year's worth of rainfall just in the in the five or six months of, of winter, and um, and storage is not built for that to, to hold twelve months worth of rain. So yeah, we had um, have we can plan as much as we want, but there there are going to be extremes that affect people from every angle. David Haggett with us. Uh, he's a partner with uh, N3 Environmental Consulting. Uh, lived and worked in Washington State since 1999, originally from the UK. David, thanks for, for sharing, and, and thanks for all the good work. I know a, a lot of uh, farmers rely on the things that you and your partners and your, your team does 
to be able to comply and do the right thing and follow the rules and follow the state regulations and and survive because of it i mean this is this is the new reality of farming in washington state again one that i'm here by having this conversation pointing out to people who aren't aware that there are a lot of rules it is challenging to follow the rules thanks for what you do to help people make that happen it's an absolute pleasure